welcome. Good afternoon. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. First downs and flip trips. It is March 20th, and I am a little bit rusty, so I'm looking for another cup of coffee. Hope you guys are having an awesome Wednesday. Um, I'm super excited. I've got Dr. Jen Welter joining me today. Uh, she's going to be hopping on the phone here in about 10 minutes. She's got some really cool stuff happening. I also want to let you guys know what's been going on. I haven't been in studio for a few weeks now. Uh, we had some family emergencies, um, and I just finished up this big, big project for Vans, uh, a celebration of the women of skateboarding, uh, which was last weekend. And uh, it's just super thankful to Vans. Uh, put together this amazing panel of of skateboarding icons, actually, and I led and mediated the panel for Vans, um, the night before the combi, the girls combi, I should say, the first time the women are getting paid the same amount. And yeah, no, no, I'm not, I am woman, hear me roar at all. It's just kind of a cool thing. This has happened. This has been a, a while in the making. Uh, the level is really escalated now. And then I've got Dr. Jen Welter joining us, as I mentioned. She's got some really cool stuff happening for football for girls, uh, coming up. Actually, this weekend, something just happened up in Miami. Uh, there's a couple of stops. There's many stops, actually. And so we're going to talk to her a little bit about that. Um, yeah. And I, again, I just, uh, huge thanks again to Vans. Um, and I lost my voice last week as well. So plus there was some mudslides up in this Montecito area that affected my, my sister and her family and, uh, close friends of my family as well. And so, uh, just sending a lot of healing power out there, uh, with more rain on the way right now. So anyways, I am, and I, I haven't, I've missed Dash, but I have not missed the LA traffic. I will say that <laughs> it just came up and it took me another hour, uh, added to the normal, uh, two hour commute on the way up, uh, anyways, um, wow. Okay. So you guys are going to have to bear with me. There's a hall of fame, actually NFL draft is coming up. Skateboarding hall of fame is the fifth uh, or the fourth of May. The men's combi is happening at Vance as well. If you guys hadn't had a chance, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson, is actually on his skateboard and he'll like post stuff on his Instagram, which is really, really enchanting and entertaining. Uh, he'll be smoking a cigar and rolling in at a skate park and he'll even claim sketchy. Uh, it's pretty rad. He's got a lot of effort and uh, it's just kind of fun to watch. Um, so anyways, I'm hoped... Uh, I'm hoped I'm uh, I'm all over the place today. So you guys bear with me. Um, I had another guest coming in tonight and she was unable to. She'll be coming up soon. Nora V. Uh, she had an Adidas shoot. I'm super excited to be welcoming her. Cindy Whitehead is going to be coming in. Amy Trask is going to be coming on. And those are some of the ladies. Ray Barbie, Christian Hasoy. Um, there's a slew. Mike Moe, hopefully I can wrangle him inside he's been saying for a couple of years we're going to try to make it work for him as well and ty law uh former patriots player 15 seasons in the nfl he'll be coming in uh but yeah we got the draft coming up and we got skateboarding coming up a lot of things going on there's um some anyways so without further ado actually we'll be welcoming in dr jen welter now she's the first woman professional running back she's also the first woman coach she was a coach for the inside linebackers for the Arizona Cardinals. She's got some amazing camps going on. She's got a book. There's something happening this weekend in Scottsdale as well. There's one coming in L.A. in a couple of weeks as well. Uh, we're going to talk to her a little bit more about that. Now, I'm going to just a few things. Uh, uh, I'm, this is not uh, – you no, know, it was – 
March 8th was International Women's Day, so I'm going to sort of stay with that vein. I was going to come in last week, and as you guys can hear, I'm a little congested still. I lost my voice after the event. Um, but I did want to recite a few things that I – kind of some quotes that I know and I heard as well. Uh, one uh, specifically from phenomenal American sportscaster uh, Michelle Tafoya. She said, people said, you're enter- you're a woman entering a man's field. I said, no, I'm a reporter entering a journalistic field. And that's kind of how I've always felt about it. I've always been attracted to male-dominated things. Um, there is a lot of honor and respect due to those pioneers that have paved the way. Uh, and then also to remember to sort of empower this youth right now and to allow them to realize that they have this special, special opportunity and honor to carry the message of, you know, of skateboarding's trust and honor and respect. Uh, same thing with football, uh, with all sports. Um, you know, and just because you are a woman doesn't entitle you to have other benefits either. So uh, I don't know, at least for me, you know, like you work hard and you want to do what you want to do and go for it, do it. But it's not because you're a woman that you will be granted these opportunities or don't feel that way. Do it because you want to do it and make it happen. And so another one is a girl should be two things, who and what she wants. Now, and again, this is a little bit passe right now because International Women's Day was March 8th, as I mentioned. But we're kind of keeping up the vein with some girl flag football coming up as well with Dr. Jen Welter. Um, anyways, uh, again, and I wasn't raised, I was raised not to be a nurse. Why be a nurse when you could be a doctor? And there's nothing wrong with nurses, uh, but why not, why limit yourself is essentially what my mom was always saying. And so, and that's kind of what has kept me. And I've obviously, obviously I've been attracted to more male dominated, uh, areas and arenas, um, because those were my interests were, you know, and, uh, I curated this amazing photo show as well for Vans. There's 26 different photographers. I try to capsulate, some of the women of skateboarding. Now, initially I'd wanted to do also some of the women who shot the guys. However, when I kind of looked more deeper into it, there really weren't any. Um, and uh, I kind of still am the only one that was regularly published uh, all over the magazines with um, shooting the guys, you know, because that's who were my peers were and those were my friends. So um super stoked though. Got back on my board this weekend was skating, uh, skated twice at Conway's. Thanks again, Chris. Had an awesome session on Sunday, a, kind of a going away for Shaney who's going back to Switzerland, but it was a pretty all-star lineup of guys skating uh, that have been around for a while. So, um, but I think I've got Dr. Jen Welter coming up. I'm, I, you know, I want to super welcome this amazingly talented woman. Uh, she's a former professional NFL running back. She's the first woman to ever coach on the NFL fields uh, for the Arizona Cardinals. She's got some amazing camps happening right now all over the States. One that just finished up in Miami. Uh, I'm super, and you know, she's got a book to boot. She's got a, she's got a list. She's a motivational speaker. And if you listen to her, you'll understand why I'm really excited to welcome Dr. Jen Welter back. Hi, Jen. Thanks so much. Hey, Desiree. It's great to be there. I, I will say real quickly though, I was never running back in the NFL. It was actually the indoor football league, which is arena style football. Um, but did have the pleasure of coaching in the NFL um, and was blessed with a wonderful career that started in the women's game. And um, now I like to say I've circle because I am working towards increasing the opportunities for girls and women to get into the game that I love and the one that changed my world and hopefully the world of so many others. 
Yes. No, and I'm sorry. My apologies. I kind of get a dyslexic thing going sometimes, and no, I no, err. <laughs> so I'm not totally my A game today. So um, completely, we all look. We all have those days. <laughs> that's why I'm always just really transparent about my story. I remember I heard at one point that I was like also a professional fighter or something, and I was like, <laughs> "Well, thank you for the compliment, but no, no, uh, uh-uh, I've always worn a helmet, and I." don't like to get, you know, blows to the face. So um, I appreciate all the compliments, but uh, very humbly have done great things myself and, and other people have done uh, greater things in other areas, right? Yeah. Well, no, and you definitely have. And, you know, and we, it was, I was super excited and uh, when you and Byron were in studio back in December, you know, it was uh, really, really, really cool. And I know that Frosty had some nice words for you as well. Um, you know, along with the Arizona Cardinals uh, greenskeeper, uh, who is also a friend. But I'm going to read that again right now. Um, Jen Welter is one of a kind person. She has continued to talk. She has continued the talk on equality and has proven to to gotten the message heard around the world. Frosty Rutgers, um, someone you were on the field with as well when you were in Arizona. Absolutely, um, you know. And, and it's great to hear kind words from a guy named uh, a guy like Frosty because he is just about as real as they get. And um, we had some great moments of deep conversation and some awesome moments of shared laughter and a whole lot of time in the trenches. So he uh, he will forever be somebody who is special in my heart. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it sounds to be reciprocated as well. So now I just had the opportunity to, I conducted this panel for vans, uh, on the celebration of women of skateboarding and it's not the same, but on the same token, you know, there was a few things that really resonated with me. And one quote that I brought to that, uh, was, uh, from Michelle Tafoya, someone who I hold in a lot of high regard as well. And she said, people said, you're a woman entering a man's field. I said, no, I'm a reporter entering a journalistic field. I feel like that's the same as your approach as my approach. Um, can you want to expand a little bit for you what that means to you? You know, I mean, I think what is interesting is that a lot of the areas of our society, people tend to just naturally associate a certain gender with them. And yet the truth is a coach doesn't come with a gender assignment. A journalist doesn't come with a gender assignment gender assignment. It may come with a a look or a feel that people are used to, but that doesn't mean that that's what the field is limited to in scope. And I would argue that when you bring diversity into any field, it richens and depth and adds depth and value um, in all facets because, you know, we may, in journalism, um, you may see a different angle. Um, and as a coach, you may, um, communicate differently, but at the end of the day, the goal is, you know, the same, for example, in coaching, it's to make you better, right. And how you do that, what your, what your communication style or coaching breakdown is might vary, but the goal is still to make you better. And I think the more we open up these fields and we open people's eyes, the more, um, inclusively become and the more powerful in whatever field that is. 
Agree 100%. Now, you've got some really special things happening as well, an opportunity for a lot of girls right now to get out and have specific flag football coaching and camps for girls, which is the first. I mean, or maybe not, but it sure seems, sounds like the first or one of the first. Yeah, I think it's among the first. It's happened um, regionally in certain places. For example, the Miami Dolphins um, were really leaders in that space because girls in Florida actually play varsity flag football. Mm -hmm. And so they were the first team, and I I may not be 100% correct that they were the first to do it, but they were the first team that I was aware of that did like a jamboree for girls playing flag football. And then I know that the um, Jacksonville Jaguars have done that as well. And But one of the things that I saw is, having been, you know, around football for such a long time and just having loved the sport is that most of the guys I knew who had the opportunity to play in the NFL had a football camp. And though they weren't necessarily only for boys, there weren't any that were just specifically for girls. And I really wanted girls to know, and I want them to know, that, you know, there is no game that you cannot play and no field that you don't belong in. And the field of dreams for me was in football. And having been somebody who really was told that football wasn't for girls, the girls couldn't play football, and not having had opportunities early, it really resonates with me how important it is for girls to see that there's nothing off limits. And to just be able to open this game up to girls is, a lot of fun for me and yet challenging at the same time because we are still um, dealing with some of those old biases that um, girls don't want to play or they may not know how to play. Well, guess what? We can teach anybody to play football. I'm a coach. That's my job is to make you better. And that doesn't come with a gender assignment either. So to be able to open up these camps for girls and take the girls who are playing and help make them better or the girls who have never gotten to play and to teach them how to, you know, run a route and catch a football, why not? And so I partnered with the NFL Alumni National to be able to uh, create this national tour. We have so far done um, Dallas, Boston, Philadelphia, Orlando, Miami, and we are coming to Phoenix this weekend and then L.A. on April 8th, um, actually technically El Segundo. Um, and I can't wait. I just think it's, it's such a great day. And we have, you know, we have amazing guys who are, you know, NFL players who are going to be out with us. Like the guy you mentioned earlier, Byron, uh, Byron Chamberlain will be out on the field coaching up these girls with us as well. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Well, no, and that was, you know, and for people who didn't get to, to didn't get to tune in when you were on last, I, I'm going to, when I, I posted on my blog as well, I'll put both of the shows on there. But you guys really connected with so many mutual friends. Uh, Calais Campbell, one being one as well. Um, you know, it's pretty rad how small. You know, and skateboarding the same thing. It's like uh, football is family, and skateboarding is the same thing. Football or skateboarding is family. What it really is, is it's a culture, yeah. right? It's family, and you know, I mean, just to give you an example of that, as soon as I said the LA girls camp and put that up, not only did we have Byron Chamberlain, but we have James Washington, who is also a two-time Super Bowl champion. My buddy Tim McIntyre is out there, and he 
he saw me post it and he was like, well, I want to come coach. And I was like, absolutely, you know, and um, that's kind of the response I've gotten in every market is the guys that I know are like, man, can we help you? Can we come support you? We want to encourage these girls as well. And I think that that's like magic. That's amazing. William Kwame as well, who's a mutual friend of ours too. I think, is he going to be oh, helping yeah. out in Arizona Kwame's too? Ari- yeah. yeah, Kwame's out in Arizona. Absolutely. You know, he's, he's awesome as well. Oh, he's just, one of the best. And yeah. his wife is a, is a mover and shaker as well. So. I, I bet. Well, and his son is playing too, I believe. If I'm, I might have just brain farted though. Um, I was trying to think. I think his son <laughs> is playing though actually. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet. Uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Dr. Jen Welter. You can follow her on Twitter at jwelter47 or on Instagram at welter47. Um, this event is coming up. There is still room. So if you are in it's Scottsdale, Arizona, or if you are in L.A., this will be number three. But there are plenty more throughout the states coming up as well. Correct, Jen? Oh, absolutely, yes. Well, this is, this is three this year, but... Um Yes, so we have Scottsdale this weekend um, and then L.A. on April 8th. And we are actually filling up the calendar, taking requests. Um, We've expanded from where we originally were. Um, Miami was one that we added, and uh, I'm really glad we did. We had fields full of girls, and uh, the Miami Dolphins came out in support. Eric Smith, um, a rookie with the Dolphins, came out. And then uh, Tuan Russell and... um, Gosh, we had uh, Shakir Soto from the Raiders who's in town and just, um, you know, Terry Glenn. Like, all these guys are just amazing. And so um, really seeing the game take off for these girls and and proving that there's nothing that they can't do. And that's what I'm really passionate about. Um, To me, it's confidence through football, right? Like, when you take something that's supposedly impossible and you make it possible – it changes every dynamic, and we want these girls to know that and feel that and to be able to take that greatness and swagger into every area of their life. Yes, and that's one of the wonderful things about sports, you know, is that it does teach us these things, not just with the sports we, are, we have passion for, football or whatever it might be, or skateboarding, but the, what we learn from doing those sports in, that it applies to everything in our lives. Absolutely. And now more than ever, it's so important for girls to not only start playing sports, but to keep playing sports. Most people don't know this, but um, by the time they finish puberty, five out of 10 girls will opt out of sports. Now, it's not really any wonder because when you survey girls about their participation in sports, seven out of 10 girls answer that they feel like society doesn't support them in sports. Seven out of 10 girls feel like they don't belong in sports and seven out of 10 girls feel that there are not enough visible female role models in sports. So to me, this is one way to move the needle, right? We get these girls out on the field. I coach them personally. We pair with the women's team in that local, in that local market. So these girls get not only some of the best guys in the game, but some of the greatest women as well. And, when, you know, you see it, you know you can be it, right? Like with the visibility and the access, it changes the possibility and the probability that these girls will try more sports, that they'll stay in it, that they'll see they have a future. Um, and from a confidence perspective, that is essential. 
Wow, that's you know really quite overwhelming statistics. Listening to that, I because I you know for me I've never been never. It's just it's it's crazy, and I know it's it's truth, um, but it's just crazy because I never felt that way. I just wanted to do things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be on the boys' football team. I wanted to skateboard. I wanted to snowboard. I snowboard professionally. I, I still skateboard. Um, I still throw the football around. I want to come to the camp and play, but um, and I will. <laughs> well, we absolutely want you to come out to the camp and play. So I'm gonna have to start learning. I'm gonna have to start training and doing some route running so I don't look like a total schmuck out there. <laughs> You know what the thing is, Desiree? We take girls of every um, every level. Yeah. Well, no, and you've provided we to take be girls such a- of every of every level, and you know whether you've never picked up a football before or whether you have, like we can help you. That's that's the goal. That's what the day is about. It's confidence through football, and whether you're a you know, whether you're a, a young kid or a big kid at heart, like I am, like there's there's a place for you, and and we love that. Yeah. No, it's 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 awesome. Now, do you ever foresee there being? I mean, with baseball, it seems there have been more leaps um, with women pitchers and women athletes involved in playing skateboarding. We just, you know, last two weeks ago. Uh, I was able to help announce Vans had just matched the prize money for the men, for the women's as they had paid the men's. It was the first time ever. Um, the level I love is, that. That's yeah. so amazing. You know, Way and, to go, Vans. Shout out to Vans for stepping up, literally. Totally, totally. And setting, you know, and setting the standard. Um, mm-hmm. Do you foresee this happening with football? We need more of that. No, totally. But, you know, I think, I, I think it's, it's got to happen. Um, you know, there are, unfortunately, the challenges in football is that there are some perception biases. And, um, you know, it's a game that's traditionally been slated as being one of the most masculine sports out there. And so there's not necessarily the love to see that. And yet I would say this is a sport that has so many great life lessons, um, you know, that diversity is a strength and the value of teamwork and the intellect it really takes to be very good in football that, you know, there's no reason why girls can't play um, and why not support them in it. Plus, you know, to be perfectly honest, flag is one of the fastest growing sports, not only domestically, but internationally for girls um, and women. And it's a sport that creates more opportunities. It doesn't tend to steal athletes from other sports, which is one of the big objection places mm-hmm. um, that they have on adding new sports. So it's just really a win across the board sports. And, um, you know, if my stubborn linebacker self has anything to, to say or do about it, um, it is one who will only continue to grow. I think we may be a little further out than some of the sports, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. Well, and you, you, broke, you broke boundaries yourself. I mean, you've, you know, you are a first in many things, you know, um, what does that feel like to you to know that you've, and it wasn't done because you were trying to make it done. It was done because you wanted to do this and then you ended up being a pioneer. How does that feel for you, Jen? Um, you know, the coolest thing to me is like, I, I didn't have a woman that I could look at um, when I was playing the game and, and even growing up to say, you know, specifically within football, like, I want to be her when I grow up. 
So to know that I've given um, that permission to dream to so many girls out out there, to me, that's really special. Um, I I just love knowing that there's a whole generation of girls that has permission to dream bigger than I ever did. And um, I look at it as an amazing opportunity to be able to continue to push for girls to have opportunities and, and, um, and to be that person for them. And I think that's part of the reason why I, um, I, I try to be so visible and outspoken about these things because we need a whole lot, um, more moving the needle, uh, and it doesn't happen if we're sitting on the sidelines and it doesn't happen if we're, we're afraid to stand up, speak out, and, and get out of our own ways at times. Yeah. No, this is, uh, it, it's amazing what's happening. Also, what's important, though, I think, too, is that somehow, sadly, and I don't know if this is with football, but I, I know that with other sports sometimes and with other industries is, women think because they are a woman that they should be entitled to these things. And for me, it's, it's not because you're a woman. It's because you're a good athlete. It's because you are a good employee. It is because you are good in whatever applicable industry you so decide you want to pursue. Um, and I think that that's is right. really important as well. That's absolutely right. I mean, it's not about being entitled to something. Um, it's about earning Right and earning, um, earning your place and being very good at it. And you know the truth is that if you're a woman in a non-traditional space, it doesn't mean you are owed it. It means that you have had to be better um, and overcome more obstacles along the way. And so you shouldn't feel entitled. You should feel like you are exactly where you have earned being. And if you haven't earned it, then why should you be there? Bravo. We need the clapping hands, but I forgot to tell my producer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you're just tuning in, this is Dr. Jen Welter. Now, Jen, okay. So uh, Miami, I'm surprised that Miami and Florida, you mentioned have such a, had such a great response where I would think Texas would be also another one because Texas the entire state of Texas is is football, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Texas is Texas is a great one. Um, you know, we just we just had great support here in Miami. Um, Oliver School welcomed us in and and gave us a facility, which was awesome. It was a beautiful field, and then, like I said, the Miami Dolphins really stepped up as an organization to support the event. And to me, that's that's really special, and it's. Um, it's what I believe all of the NFL teams should be doing is, is continuing to look to support the next generation of football players, um, both the girls and the boys. Yeah. No, I, I mean, they do that a little bit with the play for 60, but it's totally not about football. It's just about doing exercise. But I think but, this could be know, a great... I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, the truth is, right, like with these great big professional teams, like they have such platforms and opportunities to move the needle in positive ways and in many positive ways, right? This doesn't compete with play 60. Yes, absolutely. Kids should play 
60 every day. I believe that. I've been an ambassador for it. This just happens to be another way and another space that we can move the needle. And let's speak on those statistics you mentioned, that you mentioned that 7 out of 10 women do not continue sports. Nick, that is crazy for me because sports is my sanity. They will opt out of sports. 5 out of 10 girls will opt out of sports by the time they complete puberty. And that's why I've always been with the guys, I guess. 7 out of 10 feel they (laughs) don't belong, right? Absolutely. And I encourage those those girls and those women and those moms and all the all any any woman, any person actually. I think sports is such a balancer um and so nece- so necessary, especially like I mean, through puberty alone, it's so tough, but through life and doing with life, it's such a it's just the third element that you need to sort of make a whole person for me. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, um, the truth is that like the physiological benefits are, you know, well-documented and well-known, but also the psychological benefits. This is confidence. This is endorphins. This is taking time for yourself. This is celebrating what your body is capable of, not just what it looks like for somebody else to judge. There's, um, a million reasons why physical activities and sports and just the social aspects um, are so important for, you know, the young girls and the young at heart, right? Uh, Those of us who keep playing regardless of um, what age we are. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's starting to sink, but actually I was skating both, I skated Saturday and Sunday, but um, it's, it, the body's getting older. <laughs> I got to keep it. You got to keep mm-hmm. it so you don't lose it. <laughs> um, but I'm going to have to have my husband do some, I'm going to have to do some routes this weekend or if there's no rain or do some, get some routes, <laughs> get, get my, get my uh, throwing game going again as well. So this is coming up now. Where can people, um, April 8th here in El Segundo in Los Angeles, um, this weekend, uh, March 24th, uh, in two or in, in Scottsdale. Um, in Scottsdale. Yeah, we are We are this week in Scottsdale. We are next, uh, well, on the 8th in, in L.A. Um, and all of the camps are listed at jenwalter.com. That's the place you can um, get more information. You can register. Uh, we also have people who are requesting, you know, us to bring camps there um, and developing partnerships to do uh, the same thing on a, on a larger scale, you know, and... To take it to the next level, we we really need, you know, some of those businesses to get involved and to really say that they're behind um, girls and women and and this adventure. And and I think it'll happen. But um, to register your girls is the easiest way to start, and you can do that right on jenwelter.com. It's also on Eventbrite. Um, But bring them out. Um, It's a great day, and um, you certainly uh, will enjoy every aspect of it. There's really nothing, nothing cuter than seeing girls playing football. Like I, I just, I find it amazing when you see a girl who's never maybe caught a football before. She never really tried, and then she catches it, and it's like her eyes light up, and the whole world gets a little bigger. Um, you know, that's what it's about to me. It's it's so it's a grid gridder gridder. Can you say that? I don't know if I'm going to say it right. It's Gridiron Girls. Okay, Gridiron Girls. I was going to... There's a few extra R's, but then, you know, 
but it, it, it really is about Gurr. Like, why wouldn't we do this? And the confidence that goes with it. Yeah. And but the ages, website is jenwalter.com. And yeah. there's, yeah. And if you look, I just pulled it up right now. Um, you know, obviously coming to a city, as Jen just mentioned, if you are in an area that's not going to have a specific camp right now, reach out to Jen, reach out to your local people and try to make it happen uh, to see if you can get one there. Miami just happened. Phoenix is this weekend. Los Angeles on the 8th. And then Vegas the following week? Is that uh, still we are, Yeah, we are looking at Vegas. Um, we've had a little bit of a, a difficult time locking in a field there. Okay. Uh, we're still hoping that it's going to be possible, but it may not be possible um, on our original targeted date of the 15th, it may just end up happening a little bit later. Um, you know, we need, we need open minds and open arms to support this movement. Well, and I think that's, uh, I can put, well, I mean, Lorenzo Neal might be a good person, um, who's covering the Raiders. He's in the Bay area. Uh, but Michael Gelkin is a friend I can put you in touch with that is a reporter for the Vegas, um, times, um, covering being the beat writer for the Raiders. There's got to be some form of connection there. And Las Vegas, I mean, there's some good football programs there. UNLV, I mean. Absolutely. Um, and it really is just about connecting person to person. I always say this. I'm like, you know, it's the difference between knowing of someone and knowing them. And you move the needle by the people you know. And um, that's really what we need to move the needle um, in these different cities and for all of these girls is we need people who are willing to um, link arms and help champion each other. Yeah. You are amazing. Uh, now any, um, any humility is one of those gifts that football teaches you as well. You talked about the locker room, the humility, how important is learning football to apply to all aspects of your life. And we kind of talked about that a little earlier, but what are the most important things you learned personally? Well, you mentioned humility, and I think that that is definitely an important element because football doesn't work if we don't all work together. There's no one person who can do it all by themselves, right? So you have to learn that you're not alone and that the world doesn't revolve around you. And at times you'll be the one who scores the touchdown and at times you'll be the one who is a decoy, right? And that we're all better when we work together. You know, there's, there's so many lessons I, I speak on when it comes to football that we could be here for hours mm-hmm. talking about that, but that's a big one. Um, you know, one of my other favorite ones to bring up is uh, that diversity is a strength and Football is the one sport where you can look out on the field and visibly see that it doesn't work if we all look the same, right? It doesn't work if we all have the same skills and abilities. It takes everything from pure muscle to pure hustle and a whole lot of crazy to make that team work. And we have players of every make, model, creed, creed, color, you know, socioeconomic status, background, sexual orientation, everything. It takes all of us working together and owning the fact that what makes you different makes you special. And as coaches, it's our job to find what makes each person different and how they are special and put them in a position where that uniqueness has the opportunity to shine. And there are not many um, sports that really function to their core like that, you know. 
And yet those lessons in football that make us so great are exactly the ones that translate into business and to life beyond football, right? Because businesses could do a whole lot better if they took. Uh-oh. All right. We just lost Jen. She'll probably be calling back in just a moment. And she was flip, uh, popping us in here today um, while she's getting ready for another camp for this weekend uh, in Arizona. So we're going to just hold on for just a few moments. We've got a few more minutes probably with her if she's available. Um, and uh, she's talking about all these special gifts that actually their attributes that and assets that football gives us um, and sports for me. It's like skateboarding. Like we, you slam, you get a hipper, you slam, you get right back up and you drop in again because if not, you're scared and those kind of uh, different elements kind of help keep you um, going. Actually, here's Dr. Jen again. Are you, were you in the Bermuda hey. Triangle there for a moment? <laughs> I, apparently I was. It was too good a knowledge. They just had to shut us down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, you know, I want to enca- encapsulate essentially. You know, I looked back and I'm like, Andy Levi, uh, or Levy, pardon me, uh, the Cardinals turf manager. I reached out to him as well last time you were on. He said she joined us for an internship and for training camp, I think 2015, only because acquainted slightly both of our schedules were kind of overwhelmingly busy that month, but from what I noticed, she fit right in, hand, hardworking, and energetic. And um, your your footprint is felt everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's what you want to be. You want to always leave anywhere you go better than you found it, right? Like, uh, I lovingly say, like, it, hopefully the very best of us, our goal is to you know, brighten every situation that we're in or sprinkle a little fairy dust of life. And for me, um, I often say, like, I'm playing on house money, right? I was never supposed to be where I am or do a lot of the things that I've done in this world. So um, I have the opportunity to hopefully uplift and elevate and push everyone I'm around to, um, to go for a little bit of greatness. And greatness is scary. But... Um, you know, why be average when, when you can be great? Yeah. No, you're, you're truly inspiring. Now I want to ask though, too, you had that, you know, we're going to, we're going to sidestep here a little bit with your coaching. And then I know you've only got a few more moments. Um, Arizona Cardinals inside linebacker coach. What was like walking out the field the first day of practice that you were there? Did you just permagrant? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. I think it's, it's that feeling that anybody has of stepping into somewhere that is like a situation that they thought wasn't possible until they were there. And, you know, to be there in the sport that I had loved my whole life at the very highest level um, as somebody who never even had permission to dream that big. It was like, wow, um, almost surreal, almost like a dream, and yet it was real life. Yeah, it's really, really rad to see that. And when I remember, you know, when that happened, I was just so, so hyped. Uh, Damn, this woman is amazing. Like, that's freaking awesome. Um, 
Super awesome. Now, do you ever think, you know, the NFL draft's coming up here pretty soon. You think there's going to be a point where we have women in the draft that are going to be drafted by NFL teams? I mean, anything's possible, yeah. right? Um, physicality, if you look at some of the top athletes in other areas um, and you put them in the right training and competitive situations, could they excel to the NFL? Sure. Um, you know, you have Becca Longo, who was the first girl to get a college scholarship as a kicker. Yeah. Um, in D2. She's out in California. Um, you know, they're moving mountains every day. One of the things that that you've seen, though, is that girls haven't started playing football at the same ages and with the same training as the boys have. So the mechanisms to be there, like, they're behind the power curve a lot of the time. So the more and more open that we get to um, creating opportunities to girls at earlier earlier ages, the more likely that we'll be to see um, places where girls have the opportunity. But the thing I always struggle with is, and having been a woman who played on a men's team, right, I was the first woman to play running back um, on a men's professional team with the Texas Revolution, and I got tackled by those guys every day for a year. And I struggle with that question because I wonder, like, why is it the ultimate measure of a woman to be able to compete against men? Like, why is that the goal? Why is it so much more desirable for women to be drafted in the NFL than it is to actually create a system and a place where women are supported playing whatever sport they want on the same or similar grounds as men, right? There is women's pro football right now, but it's not supported monetarily. um, And it doesn't get the platform that it should in men's, but shouldn't that be the goal as opposed to having a girl or a woman be the one exception to a rule? Why aren't we changing the rules? Wow, that's Billie Jean King. Um, no, that's um, it's true. No, it's true. You know, because you do. It's it's so. But that's that's what I've watched with skateboarding with women over the last thirty years. It's been you know, it, there's been sort of a push for that, and then the level got better, but the level still wasn't. There wasn't a top echelons. There was a you know a few people, and that was it. The rest were the level was much lower. So, like, what you're saying, though, too, of the starting earlier um, and kind of, you know, and having other sports. I mean, women's basketball obviously has had, you know, is has been a, a forerunner as well. Uh, with team sports, I think there's been a lot of recognition um, and their own league as well to play in where football and the, the women football players as well. I know that I've met some of the girls that played uh, down in San Diego for some of those teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they're amazing but they don't have the platform yet. So do you just think it's a matter of time, just continued time to bring that to the table? I mean, because I advocates, it's about finding advocates and people being willing to create those opportunities. You know, I, I don't really understand the argument of, well, you know, men are just better, right? Well, men have had access, and opportunities that women haven't had, specifically in football, for example. Like, could the level of play of women's football um, be better? Yes. So give them the chance to be better. Like, 
women are working by day and playing football by night. Imagine what the teams would look like if they were funded to the extent that this was a viable career path and not just um, us digging our heels in and saying somebody has to be willing to take the hits to open up the game for the rest to future generations, right? Like, these are the things that we have to look at. Like, what is the level of professionalism? Um, what is the level of support? Who is willing to, um, you know, bring visibility and platform and opportunity to these women both in the game and beyond? You know, one of the tenants I founded my girls' flag camps on and actually do this in all of my camps is that I want both women and men to have opportunities to coach through these camps because very few of the women that I played with were given opportunities to coach, whether it was in camps or in otherwise. How are you supposed to know if you might be good at it if you don't ever get a chance to do it, right? It's, there are opportunities to move the needle everywhere, whether they're big or small, and it takes people who are in the inside to be willing to move those needles, right? Bruce Aaron spent his entire coaching legacy on me. Let's be perfectly honest. If one thing would have gone wrong in Arizona or it didn't work out, his entire legacy would have been, oh, man, Bruce Arians, one of the greatest offensive minds of, you know, professional football, took Steelers, offensive coordinator, two Super Bowls, coach of the year twice. But remember that time Bruce lost his mind and hired that girl? Right? He bet on me, and we need more people who are willing to bet on other people when they're in positions of power. People have to be willing to take a stand and to stand up and to break some of those barriers down in the right situations. And until we do that, we're not going to continue to move the needle. We're just going to say, oh, well, we're doing this one thing over here and that's good enough. No, it's not good enough. No. Uh, I was thinking actually Bruce Arians would be a perfect person to lead this whole organization. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Bruce Arians could lead whatever organization he wanted to and I would follow. He could have a basket weaving club and I would let him be my head coach because he's that real an individual and he he is that amazing of a man. But, you know, Bruce Arians is also at a point where he really wants to spend some more time with his family and he wants to actually be able to enjoy his wonderful wife, Chris, who is just about as much of a pistol as you could imagine, you know, um, and to enjoy his grandbabies and, and really um, get to spend some time on the lake and playing a little bit more golf. But that is a man right there who um, I hope other men look at and take inspiration from and are willing to learn to move the needle like he did, but in their own way. That's uh, that's only all all that I have heard about him has just been amazing, uh, and then you know I got to ask though this uh, I am it bothers me with these powder puff things for having well, women be in there. Well, it it just the I, I guess what not do you the, mean powder puff though? I don't think you're defining it. right. No, I'm not. I like. Puff? Well, having the women lingerie, these lingerie leagues, you know, having women that are athletes playing these lingerie leagues, like, I feel like that's just so, I I know there's opportunity there, but it's in a sense, it's a little demeaning, I think. You know, let me speak to the lingerie league, first of all. There are a lot of amazing athletes who are playing in the lingerie league. Um, The problem is that our society is more apt to 
support women playing in lingerie than women playing real football. So let's not look at the girls who are playing, right? Like, let's not fault them. Let's say that they found an opportunity to play the game that they love. I know some of those girls who play, and some of them are are some of the best-hearted girls I've ever met. In fact, some of my girls for Team Australia played lingerie football um, because it was the only time they had an opportunity to play gridiron, which is what they call it over there. And um, that was the first chance that they had to get to play the sport that they love. Now, let's look at the societal statement is that it's okay for women to play the same game as men as as long as they are undressed when they're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. That is where we have a real problem, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not a problem with them. It's a a question mark on our society of what are we teaching everybody who's watching? Yeah, that's... Right, what are... What are what are we teaching young girls if the only time they see women playing football is in something that that generates a whole lot of turf burn, right? And let's look at the helmets that they play in. That's probably the biggest problem yeah. I have in yeah. a time when we're really learning more about concussions and safety and needing to protect our men better. Why are we undressing our women? They don't even play in football helmets. They play in hockey helmets. There's a whole lot of issues there that are problematic. But I don't, I don't put the girls down for it. I, I think that they, they deserve better. I would encourage them if they love football to go ahead and play the 11-on-11 version. But more so, why are we not supporting the women who are playing American games the way it was intended? Let's think about that for a second. We call football America's game. Yeah. No, it's, it's America's game. And there's really not a legitimate place for women in it yet. No, there's not. I mean, that's what I mean. There's like they're put out and I am not putting down those athletes because I do see it as like that's probably their only opportunity um, to like you're saying to be able to play what their passion to play the game they love. And and that's the price they have to pay to play it, you know, um, because I, I'm sure they don't want to be playing that's not how they, they have visualized it, but they're stoked on the opportunity. And I can't speak for those girls, but that's what I would assume as a woman athlete, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to be able to have the opportunity. Uh, but like, come on, you guys, like, let's get, let's, this isn't just all about a pretty face. These are phenomenal athletes. Let's treat them like athletes, you know, right? and allow them, like you said, play 11 on 11 or, you know, and get them in outfitted, incorrect uh, gear, you know, or right. equipment. I mean, why are, why are we, yeah. You know, is it, you know, it's, 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 it's a double, it's a funny, it's a really f- funny line. And I think you were really good to bring out the positives in it. Um, and then with the change that needs to happen, you know, uh, in that arena. So, I mean, that's what it's all about is to really look at a situation and not just throw out, you know, every element of it, but realize that these are all, complex situations with a whole lot of elements to them and um let's look at the at the bigger picture and and say what all of these things are speaking to right and let's do our best to change those dynamics in the future and what it reminds me of as well is is some of these women reporters and it's not as much as it is it's not as bad as well and i'm not going to say good or bad but having women out there, it was only so much for eye candy. And sadly, no matter how good the reporter was, they were only visually seen for eye candy and kind of, 
actually, I'm not going to go that, down that path. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it on the positive. Um, that's, yeah, that's not a path I want to go down. No, me either. I think that that just causes people to underestimate them. And, like, it doesn't mean that a woman is any less intelligent or qualified just because she's beautiful. And we're, we're feeding into the problem, mm-hmm. right? There are some absolutely stunningly beautiful Smart. sports reporters who have even more beautiful brains. Yeah. Right. Like, and that one does not preclude the other. And we as women have to be the first ones to say, Hey, let her talk. Right. Like if, if she's got this and she's got this knowledge, let her speak and don't hold the fact that she's beautiful against her. Right. Like the same, re- it's the same stereotype of like thinking that, you know, people are unintelligent just because they're, they're jocks. Well, guess what? One does not preclude the other. And in fact, it, it's often like like the best kept secret. Like you are, um, you know. I remember as a as an athlete, um, you know, people would hear that I played football and this, that, and the other, and then they would find out I was a doctor and they would freak out. They're like, "Wait, you can't be both?" And I'm like, "Why not?" Right? Like, wait, what? The fact that I play football means that I can't have a PhD? Hmm. I don't think so. Right? So, it, rather than than looking at what people can't do because of one thing, let's find a Let's find a, an angle in our society and be committed to really finding the best in each individual and not throwing anybody into a bucket of generalization because nothing good comes from that. No. I, I try and judge every person I meet on exactly how they treat me, not their press clippings, not what's been done before, but how are you as a human being to me and everybody I see you around and if you're a great person, you're a great person. And if you're not, then guess what? You're not. But I don't owe you anything in my life, and we don't owe that to anybody other than to give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, that, that's perfect. Perfect way to wipe to to wind up the show. That was amazing. Um, I I agree a hundred percent. I didn't mean to be going down that route. I wasn't, uh, but I like how you responded. That was beautiful, Jen. Well, we have to stand up for other people. You know, and, and it's really easy to just let things pass and just kind of, you know, laugh them off or, or, or think it's not a big deal. But the more we say nothing, we're actually saying a whole lot, right? Silence is not, is not an excuse. It's actually, you know, it's letting people think that you, you agree because you don't, you don't say this isn't okay. Mm Mm-hmm. No, true, and that's why I started out with that with that quote from uh, Michelle Tafoya, who someone I just told in the highest regard. I'm going to end with a girl oh, should yeah. be two She's things: right. who and what she wants, by Coco Chanel, another innovator and a pioneer. Um, so, mm-hmm. and one who was probably underestimated more times than she should be, uh, and still is. I, I think people don't realize what she, what the leaps and bounds of what she went through and did in a time that it was not supported or embraced, you know. Um but she had a pretty rad little posse of artistic creatives in her in her in her court as well, which is cool. I love everything about it. Yeah, she's amazing. Well Jen, you are amazing. Thank you so much for making the time and even more time. Um if you guys want to I highly recommend you reach uh reach out to Jen on Twitter or Instagram Go to jenwelter.com for more information about these Gridian events. Our, this football camp is amazing. If you guys are headed to L.A., I'm going to head up there for El Segundo. 
on the 8th. And Jen, any last shout outs or any, any last words? Um, you know, I just encourage everybody. I know thinking of girls in football may be something that you're not used to, but it's great to get out of your comfort zone. And it's great to find a place where you're pushing past your own perceived limitations and those that society might put you, put on you. That's what this day is about. Um, it's not about, do you want to play in the NFL one day? I mean, you might, and Hey, if I can help you, I will help you. But it's, a lot about confidence through football and realizing, again, like I said earlier, there is no game you cannot play and no field you do not belong in or on. 100%. Totally. Yeah. You you rock, Jen. Thank you. Yeah. No, you do. And that's right, how I was raised, you. exactly how I was raised. There is nothing you can't do. My mom and dad said that to us growing up. You know, like, you want to be, don't, you know, there is nothing you can't do. If you want to do it, go for it. You know. Perfect. Well, you are amazing. Thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. And I look forward to seeing you on the 8th. You got it. Uh, I don't know it any other way, but I, I look forward to being out in California. You know I, I love spending time out there. Yeah, well, it's really nice to have you out here, Jen. All right, have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, enjoy that uh, Florida weather. Thank you so much. All right. And safe travels to Arizona right. this weekend. All right. Absolutely. Bye. All right. Cool. Thank you so much to Jen Welter. Um, again, if you uh, make sure to follow her at Welter47 on Instagram, jwelter47 on Twitter. If you're interested in going to these camps, I, I really encourage you if you are in uh, out in Tucson or uh, pardon me, not Tucson, Scottsdale in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, that one is coming up on the 24th and in El Segundo in Los Angeles on April 8th. Um, Dr. Jen's camps and Byron Chamberlain will be here. I think Kwame's going to be out in Arizona. Um, there's going to be a bunch of different coaches, but it's just a great, why not get outside your, get outside your comfort zone, go for it, have fun, get dirty. It's flag football. You're not going to get a concussion. It's fun. Um, so anyways, you guys, Christian is always coming up in the next few weeks. Nora V, hopefully Jordan Barrett as well. Amy Trask is coming up. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, this is the Desiree show on Dash Radio and I'm out. Have a dynamite week.